Back to the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ticket water cooler on a Tuesday. We have the captain Rashawn Jackson in with us. And uh, I want to get back into a little bit of football talk because I did want to ask you about this, Captain. I forgot to do this on uh, your show. Uh, last night, Peyton Manning, uh, of course, they did the, uh, what do they call the broadcast? Manning cast. The Manning cast with him and his brother Eli. They were ripping uh, Brett Maher, as would be expected, as he missed uh, four extra points there. Uh, hopefully everything is well there for our former Husker. But another thing that I thought was interesting is Peyton Manning uh, saying, halftime adjustments are the biggest myth in football. Said he never made one in his 18-year career. Uh, I wanted to ask you about th- throughout your playing career, how much halftime adjustments, like what goes on at halftime in the locker room? Are there too many halftime adjustments? Because sometimes you think as a fan, okay, that's the time for the coaches to kind of get together and make adjustments. But really, you're doing that on the fly throughout the game. He's muted. Oh, he's muted. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Halftime adjustments, depending on – uh, the team and, and what was going on in the game, if you're handling the team pretty good, it ain't that many halftime adjustments. Keep doing what you're doing. But then if you're in a football game, every time we would come in after halftime, the coaches would meet, right? We would kind of be drinking and kind of doing stuff, fixing this, fixing that. And then when the coaches came in, everybody went. Coach Osborne would speak to the team first. Give us an overview. Hey, as if it was a special team situation, he would say that in front of everybody. We need to do this. We need to do that. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Then he would say, split it up. So now I would go with the tight ends and receivers. You got your linemen over here. You know what I'm saying? If we had to get into the big board, he would tell all of the starting uh, – um, I'm, I'm backing up. Let me back up. He would tell the starting offense, if it, if it was a big board problem, to come up front. And then they would draw up different um, – back then we didn't have these computers, so he would draw yeah. up different plays. <laughs> and, and the defenses against them and how to block them and how we were going to block them moving forward. He wanted to know what what was going on out there. Is the is the tackle slanting? Is, the, is he in a wide nine? Is he in a three technique? You know, are the linebackers flowing hard? Are they sitting back? You know, we made the adjustments as a team. But then you broke down as a position. And then after you broke down as a position, you know, you talked about those adjustments and you executed them. So there's always, to me, halftime adjustments in college football. I Pros, I can't necessarily tell you. Um, I can't tell you that what they're doing nowadays because it's been so long. Yeah. But I know when I played, yeah, you, you definitely had halftime adjustments yeah I, so I don't know what Peyton's talking about yeah it was, I thought it kind of caught my ear because I thought it was interesting because there are certain coaches that particularly do well after halftime or some that do you know poorly after halftime you kind of think well they're not very good at halftime adjustments just to hear it say and you know maybe it was just because Peyton Manning's at such a you know high level high level thinker um, that he's just making the adjustments throughout the game. But uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, also kind of interesting, Athlon, you know, there's all these, you know, two early top 25s out there. And, of course, Nebraska's not really in the picture for that, so maybe you don't pay too much attention to it. But Athlon did their two early Big Ten West predictions, uh, and they did the East too, but uh, the Big Ten predictions. We don't care about the East. 
Yeah, we right, the two are the, the top two are the same. Ohio State, Michigan, whatever <laughs> order you want to put them in. Well, and it's it's it seems like Michigan now. Jim Harbaugh's coming okay. back. Okay, Michigan, Ohio State. There's your two in the East. Doesn't go. matter about the rest of them. Uh, yeah, Michigan President Santa Ono said that uh, Jim Harbaugh's coming back. So of course he had his uh, flirtations with the NFL again. But mm-hmm. it looks like Michigan will be a f- full strength. Where do you guys think uh, Athlon has Nebraska in the West Division? Mm-hmm. First year in a Matt Rule. Fourth or fifth. VJ, got a guess? Three. It is fifth. Yeah. Fifth is where they have them at. I'll read the little uh, rundown they have. The, the Matt Rule hire has generated plenty of optimism in Lincoln, but some patience is needed for 2023. At Temple Rule, went just 2-10 in his first year. In his first season at Baylor, he guided the program to a 1-11 mark. However, in a wide-open Big Ten West, the Cornhuskers should be able to pick off a few wins in conference play. As the year progresses, Casey Thompson and, and Jeff Sims are slated to battle at quarterback. Anthony Grant returns after rushing for nearly 1,000 yards. However, Trey Palmer is off to the NFL and the offense needs continued development from the line to challenge for a bowl. New defensive signal caller Tony White is set in to bring his 3-3-5 defense to Lincoln as for a successful stand at Syracuse, but won't have the services of edge rushers Garrett Nelson, O'Shawn Mathis, or linebacker um, Ernest Hausman, who by the way, Ernest Hausman too, if you look at the uh, on three transfer portal rankings, he's number two. So for whatever Nebraska does in the portal to bring in a big name. Um, Good luck. It's going to be hard to beat Ernest Houston <laughs> as the big name that was leaving. But, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the other teams in uh, front, of, uh, front of Nebraska. Hold on, let me guess, West. let me guess, let me guess. Uh, number four. Uh, number four, okay. Ah, dang it, you're going to make me do this. Illinois. No, Iowa and Illinois are the top two. I guarantee you that. Illinois is number four. Illinois, what? <laughs> well, they have a lot of Wow. If Wisconsin is above them, we riot. Uh, number three, they have the Golden Gophers, Minnesota. Okay. I-, I forget about Minnesota. Number two, they have but, Iowa. Uh, who's number one? Do, if it's, Wisconsin. Uh, no. Or Michigan, Michigan, Wisconsin. Number one is Wisconsin. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Told you. How? How? Usually by default because How? there's nobody, nobody else in the West that you want House to sway. Uh, you want to read it? Wisconsin. Right, read it. Wisconsin has a new coaching staff. They're they're they have four quarterbacks. I don't know who the starter's going to be. They're changing offenses. Maybe they'll still you know have a strong running game, but they're changing they're offenses. Allen, yeah. uh, um, who, uh, Minnesota lost three coaches. Uh, granted, they're returning their entire offensive line after losing their entire offensive line, but they lost their their twelve year starting quarterback they're bringing in a guy <laughs> Kaliak Manis who you know seems to be pretty good but they also by the way lost their uh 10-year starting running back in Muhammad Ibrahim so they've got some questions on the offensive side never mind the defensive side of things I was returning pretty much everybody they're replacing their garbage quarterbacks with a proven Big Ten starter a Big Ten champion in Cade McNamara and they're bringing in I believe he was an all big tight end one of his years all big ten tight end uh Eric All to go along with with an improved running game, an improved uh, offensive line, and maybe that'll up their passing and just their offense in general. Their defense is their defense. We know what's going to happen Jack there. Jack gone. The yeah. Butkus Award winner. Though. We know, but still, it's their defense. We know what's going to happen there. They're going to get like yeah. 12 interceptions this season because that's just what they do. And then Illinois is returning damn near everybody. I know they're replacing their quarterback, but they still have a, a – a, a, a head coach who knows exactly what he wants to do, and he's proven he can win in the Big Ten with a with a strong running game, with a decent passing game. Again, they're replacing their quarterback, but I have all the faith in the world in Brett Bielma. He's a fantastic Chase coach. Brown. Uh, Chase Brown's leaving. They lost Chase Brown, but again, they have some solid running backs. They lost their defensive coordinator, but Brett Bielma's their pseudo-defensive coordinator regardless. So 
how how are Iowa and Illinois not your top mm-hmm. two in the West? It doesn't make any sense. It's because uh, there are no good picks in the West. You just make a pick, and a lot of a lot of people so fall you back pick, on Wisconsin. So you pick the team that's replacing everything. <laughs> that's the team Wisconsin you go Wisconsin is the if I, if I had to pick out of the West, it would be Wisconsin. No, would be my number one guy. No, I, I would, be, would sur- be. I would be surprised if Wisconsin finishes third in the Big Ten this Big Ten West this year. They're not going to be a top. They're not going to be a top ten, top three team in the Big Ten. You West. said Iowa. No, Wisconsin's not going to be a top three team in the Big Ten West. I, I, Iowa and I, Illinois I, are going to be your top two teams. Hey, did y'all look at? Did y'all did y'all see that uh, Dominic Blaylock, um, Georgia wide receiver? Oh yeah, has in the portal. The, the transfer portal. There's a lot of people in the portal. Yeah, but he was with Georgia for four years. Well. Didn't play as much as he wanted to. <laughs> well, hopefully, Nebraska's latest uh, commit from Georgia still have his phone number or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, TCU had a wide receiver enter the portal as well, and he has uh, some decent connections to the uh, Husker coaching staff. So, yeah, there's look, there's tons of people, and everybody's everybody's saying keep an eye on this guy. I've been keeping an eye on a lot of people that end up going to different schools. So I'm just <laughs> done until they actually get here. And it's not until they commit anymore after Walter Yeah, Miles. I'm done they until they're here. actually here. <laughs> when they move into their, their, their rental house or on, on campus. Yeah. I'm not trusting anything anymore. <laughs> wow. Walter Rouse ruined it. <laughs> yeah, he did, dude. He, he totally, totally capped us out on that. Ruined totally my trust. Destroyed our minds because I was even excited about him. Can't trust anybody anymore. Before we go to break, though, too, I did want to mention this: Casey Thompson re-signed with the 1890 Initiative. Um, so therefore, it's it's he's going to be done. here. He's going to be here. Casey Thompson ready to battle it out with Jeff Sims. So All right, that that's going to be. I love intriguing. quarterback battles. Do you? I do. I do too. I there's so fun. much. There's so much fun. We need quarterback battles. I have no yeah. idea what's actually going on, but I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that's something to look forward to, um, and for and very good for us. Expect particularly in talk radio quarterback battles are uh, are pretty good for that too, mm-hmm. as people are always mm-hmm. interested in the quarterback. All right, let's take a quick break again here. We're trying to catch up on breaks a little bit, uh, and we'll be back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, ninety three seven, the Ticket. 